Hello and welcome to the Icelandic Roundup. My name is Valur Grettisson and I'm an editor-in-chief at the Reykjavik Grapevine. Uh, with me is uh, my colleague and uh, my culture editor, uh, Josie and Gatens. Hello, hello. Um, this is a new podcast that we are going to try to establish somehow. We have uh, we've tried this a few times, not perhaps this focused on news, but I feel like there is a, there is a reason to go with the news these days. The, the end of the world is, is <laughs> here, I guess. Great, yes, that's that's definitely the way you want to start a podcast, Valor. Right. Like the re- end of the world is nice, so let's uh, yeah. let's launch a new podcast, sure. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so today uh, we're going to go through, uh, of course, uh, the Ukraine uh, situation, Ukraine-Russia, and how Icelanders have been re- respond- responding to this. Um, we're, of course, going to talk a little bit about COVID, but it's, it feels like it's a bit... Uh, it, well, there, one crisis is over, I guess, and another one is taking over. <laughs> Listen, t- touch wood, I guess. Like, let's not let's not count our chickens, okay? <laughs> so, uh, and in the end, of course, we're going to go over the stock market a little bit. It's uh, interesting news there. Uh, and uh, if you're driving around Iceland or you're listening to this and you want to ring, uh, we're also going to go over the weather as well as the roads because this is more or less everything that Icelanders think about weather and roads. <laughs> it is the most important thing. So let's start with Ukraine. What is the situation in terms of Iceland's response to what's going on? Now, Icelanders uh, are in NATO, of course. Uh, many actually forget about this, but Icelanders, although we have no army, we are in NATO and therefore we have, of course, been participating in all of the sanctions. We're also, of course, in the EEA agreement, which is a uh, is a agreement between Norway, Liechtenstein and Iceland and it means that we're not in the EU but we are part of it. Yeah, we're kind of like EU adjacent. Right. This means basically that uh, whatever the EU d- does, we participate in it. So the EU We is just a, don't have a say. We, just, we, we have no <laughs> say about it. This is interesting enough. Um, but the EU of course have uh, have like a torrent of sanctions also when it comes to the Russians and we are participating in all of this. Uh, and also, of course, uh, and this is perhaps what matters the most uh, for many, which is there is impossible if you're a Russian to fly from Russia to Iceland or from Iceland to Russia, actually. Uh, Icelanders, Icelandic airspace is completely locked and closed down, uh, of course, for the for Russians. Uh, it's like, and, and it's just a nerdy figure, I guess, but if you want to know how exactly big it is, it's 75,000 square meters. <laughs> Not that we're counting. <laughs> yeah, 75,000 square kilometers. Sorry. Kilometers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Nobody's counting, but Icelanders <laughs> are quite vigorous about these numbers. <laughs> uh, of course, our Prime Minister, Katrin Jakobsdóttir, has been meeting with Jens Stoltenberg, which is the... Uh, he's what do you call like a man- manager of uh, director of NATO. I guess. Yeah, I, I think he has a, a slightly more official title yes, than that. Um, exactly. But uh, yeah, he's he's the big man. He's uh, the secretary general is of, of NATO. Yeah. Right, um, and he was actually uh, and she met him uh, in Brussels, uh, where NATO was of course uh, having a discussion about the uh, air f- uh, like uh, what do you call it like. The air flight uh, ban over yeah, Ukraine. like the, the yes, yeah, the no yes. fly zone that's no been pro- zone. that's been proposed. Um, yeah, so that that's obviously been a, a pretty important topic of conversation. Um, at the moment, there they have not enforced a no fly zone, um, but uh, you know it seems to be right. a matter of continuous discussion. And also, of course, Icelandic government, Icelandic government has been supporting huma- humanita- humanitarian relief in Ukraine by two million euros. Uh, and uh, also, interestingly enough, 
and the Icelanders have also limited their dip- diplomatic relationship with Russia. Uh, and they're also thinking about this is, of course, on the table to basically cut cut it completely off. But this is yeah. in politics in Iceland are not united about this. Not even mm-hmm. the like uh, like often happens, of course, in the Icelandic politics. Everybody goes to their to their uh, they are split yes. into yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing is that uh, many say that they will, this will hurt the effort to. Uh, give asylum seekers from Russia, for example, mm-hmm. some help and so on. So, yeah, there's a few different um, points of view around that, and you know, there's also you know, within this, there's obviously Iceland is a small nation; it's doing what it what it can, but there's uh, a point to be made about what impact our decisions can have right. on Russia, a huge yeah. nation. Um, but some of these things are more symbolic than others. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting coming out of the conversation was this idea of changing the name of the street that the uh, it's not the embassy, is it? It's a well, uh, yeah, it's, it's the same street as the embassy is in actually. And is it an embassy though? It's like yeah, a it's a diplomatic right. it's, residence it's a, or something. It's yeah, slightly it's different. Li- yeah, it's a little bit complicated, but yeah, like it, it is the part of the embassy. I think okay. we can say. Uh, and the street's name is called Karlastræti, which is basically the Garden Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now things are a little bit more complicated because. Uh, the Icelandic word for Kiev uh, is actually Kainu Gardur, or uh, like the, the Garden of Boats. So, th- yeah, right. It, it, it's, a, it's a really <laughs> old one. Vikings were actually sailing often there, and they always called it the, the Garden of Boats. Oh, wow, I didn't but, know that. But the, the thing about the street today's name is just Garden Street, mm-hmm. so it would basically be just... Uh, Boat Garden Street. Yeah, so so essentially that you would change the name of the street to Kiev Street, mm-hmm. just as Basically. a real you know affront yeah. to to the Russian embassy. Of course, uh, I, I I don't see this happening actually. No, uh, th- this it would take a lot a lot of time to do it, but it's it's a it's a nice symbolic idea at least. And what perhaps is more surprising about it, it comes from uh, the city council. Uh, party of independence party like right okay it's from the right side of of everything yeah and i wouldn't say that they are much fond of putin or have ever been but no. they're quite conservative about yes. a lot of things but so, i mean you know icelandic right wing is you know within the perspective of icelandic culture it's not the same as your american right wing party exactly. it's not equivalent at not, all so not, not even the uk one <laughs> yeah no not at all so yeah it's, it's you know they've they've kind of got a different perspective even if we are saying that they are on the right in iceland exactly and it would of course be hilarious to to do this yeah. but like i said uh, it takes time uh, I, I don't really see this happening but it's a it's a nice symbolic idea also, there are a lot of Icelanders. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of Icelanders, but there are Icelanders uh, in Ukraine. Actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have uh, a former employer, actually, of uh, Reykjavik Greipan. He was a photographer, Oskar uh, Hallgrimsson, and he is uh, a quite talented one. Uh, and he lives with his uh, wife in Kiev. Yes, she is uh, Ukrainian, I believe. She's Ukrainian, yeah. Uh, and he decided early on not to flee uh, from the city, uh, mostly though... Uh, he had this point that uh, it was almost more dangerous at the time to go with like all the like there were like hundreds of thousands of people of course, right, trying to get yeah. out of the city, and it was impossible to get out of there, and the the the, the journey was t- took hours, even days, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, and also there are many other people around, even people quite c- close to the uh, where they are fighting, yeah, uh, and they are active in, for example, driving like. Uh, 
uh, what do you call it, drugs uh, and so on. Yeah, uh, not, not illegal drugs, but not, not illegal. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the legal ones. The, the medicines, the medicines, e- equipment, yes, and so on. <laughs> and and I would recommend as well uh, Oscar's uh, Instagram account. Yeah. Um, him and his wife have been posting a lot about their experience. Oscar is a photographer. Um, he's brilliant. He's been documenting how the city has been kind of progressing into this the state that it's in now as they lose uh you know food supplies mm-hmm. the shops and shelves uh, the shelves and shops sorry mm-hmm. empty and people are yeah in in quite desperate situations and yet still like amazing spirit yeah, right. of the population there and their complete defiance yeah. and he really captures that so i really recommend following his his instagram account if you can and uh you know he posts regularly on his his yeah. story does a morning update every yeah, day so right. it's great so when it comes to also to the the public in iceland the public in iceland is very much uh, against this war mm-hmm. that much actually that uh, gallup had a uh, like a poll and 99 percent of the people that answered said that, that they were opposed to the war who was the one percent exactly i have <laughs> like never that. never like was, seen did, did putin slip in <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> One so, guy like, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, I've never seen these uh, numbers ever in any poll in Iceland. I mean, even if you say, like, should we just, just destroy the whole human or something, humanity, <laughs> there will always be 2% who say, like, yeah, I think so. But, but here we have it. Uh, Icelanders are very, like, and they have also showed this solidari- solidarity uh, in public. There are in the, these uh, protests. Uh, yes. You see this often, of course, in social media, which mm-hmm. is the most convenient way to show this, of course. You cannot buy a Ukrainian flag in Iceland for love nor money at the moment. They right. have all been purchased. <laughs> they are all up. They are, you know, right. being flown by. I mean, I, I passed the cinema today and yeah. I had one up. You know, everybody is right. really trying to vocally show their support. And this is also interesting because there have been discussion at the same time about like national populism in Iceland in uh, connection for, okay, with, interesting. with, for example, when it comes to Putin, which is uh, he's very close connected to all of his ideas that you find when it comes to national populism mm-hmm, in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And we have that in Iceland. Uh, but uh, like uh, professors in 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 uh, politics are actually saying that uh, these groups are in serious like w- w- trouble basically yeah because they, they kind of lost their uh, figurehead when it comes to this nationalism and, and populism yeah uh, and and therefore like they say that this could this could actually be uh, at least a heavy blow to these uh, to this ideology that you find uh, not only in Iceland you can find it very strongly in Germany uh, Sweden in many of the Nordic co- Nordic countries Absolutely. I mean, it's a complicated one because obviously there's a there's a strong national identity that's now coming out of Ukraine as well. And so um, it is it is complicated. But, you know, you can see certainly, yeah, with um, with Putin, but also, you know, obviously now that we don't have Donald Trump on the scene, like these kind of big figureheads of the movement are kind of on the decline. We we hope we hope and it could definitely hurt him. And and that, that was actually mentioned in the same article. So it's. There's a lot of things on the move, especially when it comes to ideology at the same time in, in Europe. So it, it's going to be interesting how this will play out. But uh, I kind of have to say, though, I have to go there. We have a uh, we also have a personal time, uh, like personal connection to this because our yes. picnic uh, that th- those that have watched our newscast know him very well. 
well at least his camera work yes yeah. he he is now uh, actually in Lviv in Ukraine with Bjarmar Alexanderson another character that perhaps many of you know uh, he is an investigative journalist and they flew to Poland and then they uh, traveled to Ukraine to report about the war so we have uh, we're hoping that uh, this will not escalate any further and yes and so on so it's uh it's, and we'll obviously odd. have more information from from them as well uh, that we're going to report in the grapevine. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, but we know as far as we know, they are very safe. They are being very careful. Um, mm. And yeah, we're looking forward to their return as well. And enough of that. Uh, should you go into the restrictions? What restrictions? Yeah, right. <laughs> there is no restriction. <laughs> in, in relation to COVID, of course, what we're talking about. So, uh, yeah, when were they lifted again? Like uh, They were lifted in the beginning or like, yeah, begi- the end of uh, February. Yes. Uh, and 25th, I think. S- something like yeah. that. Yeah. And Icelanders uh, have literally forgotten about COVID, I have to say. <laughs> I, I have never seen a nation as oblivious about the virus. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been a real culture shift because the thing that was interesting about it as well is that this is not the first time that Iceland has lifted all or significant amounts mm. of restrictions. Um, but I would say from kind of personal experience, anecdotal experience walking around, it really feels like the most significant shift in terms of most people not wearing masks anymore. I mean, you do still see it and there's no kind of like judgment or anything Mm. like that. Everybody is obviously encouraged to do what they feel comfortable with. Mm. But there really seems to be a sense that people were ready for this to happen. Exactly. That's probably the the magic word here. They they were absolutely like ready for this. And you can see this in so many situations you, uh, even like uh, the best perhaps way to see it is like when it comes to the nightlife in iceland yeah it's, it's been absolutely crazy past uh, days at least you've been out partying valor not <laughs> me no sadly not uh, i didn't go any i didn't well i did see the batman over the weekend i, I guess that's partying that's the, uh, yeah it's that party <laughs> your age okay with a very dark party to be honest. <laughs> but uh, the good news is that uh, we are, uh, it feels like this is going to hold up uh, and the COVID is in some ways done. We are, of course, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter when it comes to the restrictions, though. The weather is horrible these days. <laughs> Nobody's out on the streets. Uh, no, but I mean, significantly, and we should mention is that the, these restrictions were lifted for all people coming to Iceland. Um, and, you know, I think many of our listeners will be surprised to hear that that re- applies to both vaccinated and non-vaccinated people who mm-hmm. are coming to Iceland. Um, obviously there's real hope here that these lifting of restrictions will have a significant impact on tourism sector and um, hospitality in particular suffered really badly during the pandemic. So, you know, that remains to be seen. And, you know, Catherine Jacob's daughter as well, our Prime Minister, was very clear that if a new variant emerged or if the situation were to change, you know, they wouldn't hesitate to reapply restrictions Mm Obviously, we're really hoping that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, you know, I mean, we're quite done with it. Yeah, we're quite I th- tired. I think so too. Uh, also, uh, yeah, in the end, uh, well, not in the end, but uh, this is, uh, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the Icelandic stock market has been having a real problem. Uh, Iceland Air, which is our uh, like biggest, uh, and I think, no, not o- the only one, but it's, it's the biggest airline in Iceland right yes, now. Yes, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. play, of course. Uh, but they, they actually, the stock in them, they dropped by 12% today. Uh, it's the 7th of March. Uh, 
uh, and economists are saying that they haven't seen such a drop on stock markets in Iceland uh, since 2008. And for those that know, know anything about Icelandic history, is that, that that is the year that our financial market completely crashed. Yeah, those were the dark days. <laughs> the dark days, exactly. So it, it's, it's, it's obvious that uh, all of these uh, sanctions and the, the invasion in Ukraine mm-hmm. is to blame here. Uh, and of course, when it comes to these uh, airlines, is what matters the most is always the price on oil at that time and, yeah. and, and energy. And therefore, uh, they are the first perhaps to to drop so significantly. Mm-hmm. But they are not the only one. Uh, there are many other companies in Iceland, like the, the day was just absolutely red. Uh, and they say that this will be a very, very rocky days on the market for the next days. So I'm not sure. Also, on top of anything else, everything else, we have... Uh, uh, like an inflation problem in, in Iceland as well. Yeah, as uh, a, as with across the world at the moment. Exactly. Uh, so this is probably gonna uh, like, I, I think we're we're heading for uh, I wouldn't say a crisis, but <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough few months on top of everything. I think <laughs> because of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that you know the the outcome of the the pandemic and and now the the kind of global uh, uncertainty when it comes to peace is is really affecting how um consumers feel and yeah. you can see that in in kind of all aspects um yeah this is not this is not over yet there's there's a yeah. there's a long way to go there, yeah there are many versions of versions of pandemic <laughs> i guess <laughs> um, oh boy so uh let's what about go the weather how's that looking the weather is looking uh, oh no are yeah. you kidding the thing is the, well uh, the, the next for the next few days and today's of course Monday, so uh, things might of course change. So if you're in Iceland, you're going to drive somewhere around in the countryside. Keep in mind, check out uh, veður.is. And that's spelt with a, a D, yeah. uh, a pro- an actual D in the web address, just so you know. And uh, I think though that uh, this uh, week is going to be fine. Uh, it's going to be like pretty windy. Then when I say windy, it's like twelve to. Um, yeah, it's up to 12 meters per second in, in the city area. But of course, the south is always the south. Uh, and if you're in Westmanair, which is the Westman Island. Apologies to you, yes, basically. Uh, you, it's gonna, just going to be a crappy weather <laughs> there out the week. Uh, and there is no way to change that. Uh, so keep in mind, if you're going to sail over there, it's going to be uh, not that simple. Take, take a sec back, just yeah, in case. I mean, Westmanair is, is, a, is a nice island, but uh, I would recommend to visit it in the summer. <laughs> uh, so uh, the weather is basically fine. It's going to be even like uh, pretty fine. Uh, it's going to be warm. It's going to be up to six degrees, which is like... Woo like being on Spain or something <laughs> in Spain uh, but uh, but in the w- next weekend it's going to be probably some yellow even orange warnings uh, there are like very strong winds in the maps but we have to see how that plays out absolutely and in terms of the roads I mean we, we've had I think it was the snowiest February on record since 2000 there's still a lot of snow on the roads um, and you should you know be very aware of this if you're driving around most roads uh, most major roads in the country are open they have either icy or snowy warnings on them so do be aware especially if you're not used to driving in those conditions and do always check road.is before you head out on a journey make sure that where you're going is going to be okay yeah drive slow basically yeah it's like if it's 90 then just be in on 70 yeah it's going to make your life so much more simple yes uh, yes safe not sorry so uh, that's it for our first podcast of uh 
The Icelandic Roundup. The Icelandic Roundup. Did yeah. we say that in the beginning? I think you did. Yeah? Well, we... I, I have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> we are, yeah, we're learning as we go. We are really grateful for you for joining us. Um, and we're going to bring you loads more uh, information, news, road conditions, weather, all of that. Um, you can get in touch with us as well. Grapevine at grapevine.is. Uh, if you've got anything you want us to cover um, or just want to say hello. And also check out our webpage, uh, grapevine.is. You can find most of this news there. If not, then just you can listen to this again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye for now.